0: Hello. Hello, everyone. I'm Ashley. And I'm Tania. And you're listening to another episode of Who I Do, the podcast brought to you by your favorite cousins on the bright side. We're back, y'all. We're back.
1: Thank you. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. The Mace version or the old yeah.
0: version. From yeah. Back the Day. yeah. Yeah. Did you miss us? I-, I know the answer is yes. It has to be. But we weren't gone for that long. I mean, I really feel mm-hmm. like this summer
1: flew by really, really fast. The kids were just in school and now they back. Mm-hmm. Well, in some parts of the country, because some parts, they go back in September or something like that.
0: But we're back. Um, and not only is Hugh I Do back for the fourth year in the fifth season, which is so wild. We also have some news for you in terms of what Hugh I Do will look and sound like moving forward.
1: The episodes for one, will be shorter. <laughs> Y'all, last year, actually, from day one, I feel yeah. like our episodes were like an hour and a half, sometimes
0: an hour two and hours, sometimes yeah.
1: two hours, and baby girl is over here doing all the editing, and so it was a struggle. And now Ashley has I'll Tell You What, which is doing oh so well. And so, you know, we're just juggling a lot. So, yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: But we still want to continue to bring you the, the Hue I Do you've been loving and enjoying. So, in the condensed version, that means this or that is a little shorter. You know, instead of four rounds, we're doing two rounds, but it's still good. I think uh, we're also getting to the chase when it comes to the meat of the conversation, which is what some of you have even asked about. Um, kind of wanting us to get straight into it. So we're doing that and we're allowing vendor love to truly be the vendors that you've loved, you've worked with, the people you admire, because we know how important it is to select the right vendors, but to have a true recommendation of the vendors, I think it's cool to like a vendor, to see a vendor from afar, but We want the vendors that you love to be the ones that you've really worked with and can really vouch for because that will go a long way. And so vendor love will be a little bit different too, but ultimately still the same old you I do.
1: So speaking about Mm -hmm. getting right to the conversation today, our topic will be all about you just got engaged. Now what? I feel like I get this question. I have a lot of family members who just got engaged and they all reach out to me because I'm on this platform and they're like, what do I do? I have no idea where to start. Mm -hmm. And I feel like there's a lot of people out there who feel the exact same way. You come here for advice. And so we're going to give that to you today. Since Ashley and I have both gone through the process, we have both
0: been brides in the last
1: three-ish years.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. So I guess I can start off with one. One of the first things I would say, you get engaged, go dress shopping alone. Um, Tania did this. In hindsight, I kind of wish I would have done that. But, you know, dress shopping is such a big thing. It's made into, I think, a bigger thing. And sometimes you don't know what you want. What you see online may not really hit your body in the way that you want it to. So before putting all the pressure on this whole like dress shopping experience with your friends and your mama and your grandmama and his mama or her mama or whoever mama, before you do all of that, just like go alone. See what silhouettes work with you. See what fabrics you like, you know, what you may see on Instagram may not translate when you're staring at the dress in front of you. So that would be one thing I would suggest. What about you, Tania?
1: I just want to piggyback off of that. I really think that's a good idea just because, you know, when you go into the stores by yourself, it's kind of like you have all the time, not all the time in the world, but you can pick and choose exactly what you like. And if you want to go the bespoke route, then I think that would be your time to actually get a feel of how these dresses fit on you and make your decision because there's a lot of times you can't find your dress in the stores like you see these beautiful beautiful dresses in the magazines and you're like oh what stores carry this brand um or this type of dress in their stores and then when you go to the store the dress is not there and so then you're mad because the dress is somewhere out in california or new york and you're just like but the dress shop said that they carry this brand, so why don't y'all have this 2023 <laughs> spring collection dress mm-hmm. in, you know, in your boutique? And so you just get disappointed, and it's like a waste of time in my opinion. Yes, to go out to a store that's probably 30, 45 minutes away and be disappointed and have to choose, you know, other dresses. And so, yeah, definitely Mm -hmm. go out by yourself. That way you can, you know, pinpoint exactly what you want and where you need to go to find this said dress.
0: Very good point. Because I remember looking at dresses online, being like, oh, this dress is at that store. And then you go to that store and that dress is not there or the dress is in a different color, or in a different size yeah the dress is in a size four well okay never mind can't try it on because it's only in a size four or it's only up to a size eight and the surprise of street sizes versus formal gown sizes oh you will be humbled (laughs) <laughs> if you had no idea because if you cute? are a size eight <laughs> maybe no you're not you may be a 12 or a 14 <laughs> what was that song legs and hips and hips and, and body, body. <laughs> 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 Ooh,
1: oh like, lord yeah so you may go yeah.
0: somewhere and they'll put you in like a size 20 dress and they just clip you as if like that's really gonna give you the like like you can really tell what you're gonna look like in a dress that's like obviously doesn't fit which fit for you, even with all these clips and stuff. So uh, anyway, Tania, do you have another tip for the kids? For the yeah, friends, yeah, I do.
1: Um, so when you first get engaged, of course, you want to bask in the engagement, like enjoy that time period, but mm-hmm. make sure that time period does not last for more than. <laughs> Two three weeks, mm. and you're probably like, "Why?" Because you need to go ahead and get your planner booked or start going on interviews with different planners, and you also need to find your venue. That's like number one because you do not have a wedding without a venue nor date, and so you want to go ahead and find your venue. Make sure the date that you want is available because if you want a popular date like 4 or 5 or I don't know, but if you want a popular mm-hmm. date, those dates may be booked maybe a year and a half, two years in advance. And so you want to go ahead and get your date, get your venue. You cannot book other vendors without a venue nor a date. Okay. I was recently looking at one of our frienders, B Candy. hey girl, um, and uh, her stories on IG, and she was saying that she was just astonished about how many vendors are leaving the industry. Now I'm not quite sure why they're leaving the industry, but a lot of them have decided to do something else, and that's fine. But she was just saying that she's just scared for the 2024, 2025 brides because now the really, really good vendors, the vendors that you see all on IG and the vendors that are constantly being booked, they're going to continue to be, be booked. But when you get engaged, your date may not be available because they're already booked. Definitely start working on getting your venue, getting that date, and as well as your wedding planner if you should decide that you want a wedding planner or a day of coordinator or a month of coordinator. So that's my advice. I feel like that's kind of where Mm. me and my husband kind of got in some trouble. But yeah.
0: I also want to say to that, something you said reminded me. So about like how all these vendors are starting to like leave. That's another reason why like doing your research is so important. And like knowing that there are good vendors that sometimes don't have huge followings or as huge of a following. So like really start doing your research, really start asking those questions. Don't feel pressured into like making a decision before you feel like you need to like, yes, you may lose a vendor that you were hoping for because they may be very much in demand. It may be a popular time. There may be only a handful of say like black wedding vendors in a certain area or, you know, the type of vendor you're looking for, but that's okay because there's always another good vendor. And if you feel like the vendor that you want is too expensive, there is another, vendor out there that is in your price point. Now, no. You may be sacrificing something because you're going for a cheaper vendor, but at the same time, you may find a diamond in the rough. So just do your research and know that you know, your 24, your 25 wedding, the vendor you want may no longer be doing weddings at that point, but they may have some recommendations of some other people that may fit what you're looking for. So I would also reach out and see, but also be nice to these folks. If you know that you don't want to move forward with that vendor, let them know so they can stop emailing you so they can stop calling you so they can just move on. And the reason why they're following up is because this is still a business for them. They need to be able to close that lead. The second you put that contact form in, the second you requested a conversation that started a Thing for them internally within their business that said, you are a lead, you are a prospective client. The second you ghost them after the consultation or after that phone call or after they send you the email, they don't know. Now, and they mind after probably a certain window, they're going to assume you moved on, but they don't know 100% because there are times where people are just trying to see, trying to get prices, trying to get a feel for things because they don't know how much stuff costs, which is a whole nother conversation. But just let these people down nicely. Just say, like, Thank you for your time. We're going to move in a different direction or, you know, we're going to do something else. Their feelings aren't hurt, (laughs) you know, but it's just like a common courtesy because, you never know, like the wedding industry is also very small, especially black spaces in the wedding industry. So hair stylists and makeup artists and photographers and planners and DJs and caterers and all the people, stylists, they talk, they friends, they're cool, they follow each other, they communicate, they network. So you don't want to say something or be rude and it could potentially burn your opportunity to work with somebody else. Because they've already done told somebody else about you. So just be courteous. If that person doesn't work because they're too expensive or what have you, that's fine. That's fine. Just let them know. Thank you for your time. And they can close it out. And they're not going to bother you anymore. And Mm -hmm. you can move on. So that's another tip.
1: I will say it's okay to circle back because I've heard of situations recently where a couple turned down a vendor but then later on decided to go back and book them you know and it and it had been like a month or two from their last conversation you know so it's okay
0: to circle back but mm-hmm. just to your research that's a good yeah. one that's a really good one because i think too if you circle back but you wasn't rude Or, you know, whatever. Or if you were just kind of like open, they're cool with that. And they'll be like, okay, you know, they still have the time, still have the space. Cool. They can move forward. Like, it's okay. It's okay. I think another thing I would tell somebody that just got engaged is to really think of the totality of everything you want for your wedding planning experience and sit with that before you invite or ask a single person to be in your wedding party. If you don't want a wedding party, if you have thought about it long enough and you're like, you know what? Actually, I don't want to have any bridesmaids. I just want it to be us up there. That is okay. Do not go ahead and start asking people to be in your wedding party. And then now you got to go back and be like, well, just kidding. Now I don't want a wedding party or like, dang, well, now I don't want a wedding party, but I already done asked seven girls to be in my wedding party. And now what? You know, and now you feel like you're the, like the the rude person or the bad person because you've done this thing, but you did it too quick. So while, yes, a lot of this, you can't just sit on your thumbs or sit on your hands and kind of wait around. When it comes to picking the people that's standing next to you and that's going through this whole process with you, because it is a process, it is an experience. Please select the people wisely. Make sure they are your friends. Do not use your wedding party or bridal party as an excuse to forge a relationship with someone you do not have a relationship with. You have plenty of time for that later. Make sure it is only your closest friends. If you have 14 closest friends, then have 14 closest friends. But do not add no cousins, no sisters, no in-laws, no people in your wedding party that you are just kind of okay with. Because... You don't want to look later and look at these pictures and be like, why did I have this girl in my pictures? But also it's okay to only have a handful of people be up there next to you. It's okay to only ask three girls to stand next to you. If you feel like you are only inviting somebody to be in your wedding party because you don't want to hurt their feelings or because they had invited you to be in their bridal party back in 20- 2017 or 2014, and now it's 2024 and it's your turn, it is okay. Your wedding is not a tit for tat. Like if you feel like that relationship between that person is now going to be damaged because you didn't ask them to stand next to you, but you did ask them to be in your wedding, they don't need to be in your life. I wanted that to sit a little bit.
1: <laughs> I, <laughs> I was wanted to, you to say that's like a little mic drop <laughs> right there. <laughs> I wanted you to kind
0: of marinate in there. But for real, like we hear the stories all the time about like people not having the right folks in their wedding parties or their bridal parties and then they're upset because their bridal showers didn't end up the way they wanted or their bachelorettes weren't the way they wanted or people start dropping out or people are not responding to messages. You need to really sit with all the things that you want for your wedding planning experience. Realize that their lives are continuing to go on just as much as your wedding planning is. So this isn't all about you as much as you want it to be. You still have to consider the lives and the realities of your friends and the people that you want there at your wedding around you, all of those things, you know, like keep that in mind, but then also be very smart, communicate all of the things up front, make sure that you have your expectations set and give them the, give them the grace and the space to be able to tell you, no, I can't be in your wedding party. And if they say that, know that that doesn't necessarily mean that your friendship is over, that that means that they're not happy for you. They just may have some stuff going on that they can't afford to spend $700 on a dress in a trip and a this and a that to attend your wedding as a bridesmaid. They could come to the wedding because, sure, all they got to do is get their hair done. Their hair done was going to get done that weekend anyway, or the weekend before anyway. They could do that. They may be able to come on your batch trip. Sure, keep them posted, give them enough time, but be realistic that. Again, people's lives are still existing. Your friends that have already gotten married and they're starting to try for having a kid, they're still doing that. Even though you're having a a wedding, they may have to kind of change their timing a little bit, but they're still, everybody's lives are still continuing to move on, even though you're getting married. So just a reminder.
1: And lastly, I feel like this should have came first, but everyone's talks about this and it's like, uh, we know the budget. We know, we know, we know, we know. <laughs> but I mean, I think this is an important. you know, know how much you want to spend. If you don't want to spend a lot, then of course, make sure that your wedding or your ideas, plans for the wedding match the budget as well. Because there are some beautiful weddings out there that have been less than 10,000.. <laughs> You know, if you want a wedding that you see on IG well, that's very luxe, that has multiple flowers, just know that you may be spending eighty thousand to one hundred and fifty thousand tops for that wedding, mm-hmm. and y'all are probably like, what? No, yes, <laughs> you will be spending between eighty to one hundred and fifty easily, easy. When I tell you that's easy. Mm-hmm. Your wedding is possible. Your wedding will be beautiful. But if you do not have a $50,000 budget, you just have to be okay with that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You can do other things. You can make this wedding you know, feel like it's luxe, but you don't have to spend that money. But just know that you, know, you may not get that eighty dollars to $150,000 wedding that you may want you may want to put that money towards a house or paying off your student loans or paying off all of your debt.
0: That's real. Cause the thing they don't tell you is that those pictures you see on Instagram of the beautiful weddings with the arches and the floral installations and the, you know, bespoke gowns and all that stuff. Those are not the cheap weddings. Those are not the $50,000 weddings. Like the, Oh, the photographer that one. The, the reason why you love that wedding so much is because the photography was good. And the photographer that captured that photo is probably not cheap. And by cheap, I mean 3000 or less. The florals cost. The stationery cost. And most of this is multiple G's, multiple stacks. The, the weddings you see, there's full planners. There's coordinators that are coming in months out. It's not cousins that are putting together the wedding. And that's okay. If you gonna have your cousin help you with your wedding, that's fine. But just know it may not look exactly like the wedding you saw on your favorite Instagram account. And it may not go viral once your pictures post. And that's okay too. Cause it's still valid. It's still your wedding. Did you and your person get married? Yes, that's all that matters. All this other stuff is just add-ons
1: but when I tell you that day goes quick that day goes real quick
0: and I'm not saying that you wake up at 5 a.m and then next thing you know (laughs) 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 you're you on the way (laughs) you had it back (laughs) it is over
1: (laughs) it's over that day goes by so so fast and I'm not saying that it's not worth it because it's truly Like it truly is worth it, you know, but just know that those weddings that you see, they cost and those vendors, they're really, really good and they want their money. They don't want all their money and they're Mm -hmm. not cheap. Mm -hmm. That photographer that Ashley was talking about, that photographer is probably Mm
0: 10,000. Easy. Move. Yeah. Easy. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe you can find them for (laughs) seven or eight if you're looking Maybe. that's that's on the cheap side
1: that's very cheap Ooh. so that's why i'm saying it, you know weddings add up and so just be realistic y'all we may have a, a whole episode about budget you know our budget yeah. um our realistic budget right um, right because these little articles that y'all see they lie um, to you yeah they
0: yeah they all lie <laughs> They are lying <laughs> to you, like even even the destination weddings where people are like, oh, Bruh. my destination wedding was cheap. Yeah, you still spent at least forty thousand dollars on a destination wedding. Okay, yeah, if you would have had the same wedding here, it might have been like sixty or seventy, but forty is not cheap. It's still not cheap. It's still not cheap. Mm-mm. And you only had like one hundred and thirteen people there, so like, what's worse? So, yeah, we'll get into that later. Yeah.
1: Anyways, we hope that you enjoyed this episode. Mm -hmm. Um, We do have a surprise for y'all. Yes. Ashley and I will be coming to you live. Not live. No, not live.
0: (laughs) I was like... Uh
1: (laughs) We will be coming to you with another podcast. Yes. Under He I Do. Yes. By the name of Wife Talk. That's it. We're going to give you more information later on.
0: Yes. Yeah, stay tuned. That will be headed your way. You'll absolutely love it. But yeah, thank y'all for listening and come back next week. Bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of Hugh I Do. Please don't forget to follow us everywhere you can. We're on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and even YouTube, you can find us at H U I D O W E D, which is H U I D O or at H-U-I-D-O-P-O-D Pod, which is H U E I D O P O D, on pretty much any of those platforms. In addition to that, if you want to know more about any of the amazing wedding vendors we've shouted out or any of the really cool wedding vendors we've had on the show as guests or just some awesome wedding vendors in general that maybe you don't know of, head to find.huidu.com. There, you're going to find over 600 wedding vendors that can help take you to your happily ever after. And no matter where you listen to Hugh I Do, if you could, please leave us a review. It will help other bride to bees and other people in the wedding planning space find a podcast that speaks to them as much as Hugh I Do speaks to you.